crosses the line, doesn't improve on his time. There is one driver left on the track to try and dislodge Max Verstappen from pole position. And it's the man who was last on pole in Jeddah in 2021. 103 poles to his name. Has Hamilton done it? Yes, he has! Lewis Hamilton is back on pole position. It's pole number 104. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. It's not on this occasion. Returning after a little bit of a hiatus. Mini hiatus. Today, it's the Hungarian Grand Prix episode, and there's nothing strange about it at all. It's not... Belgium hasn't happened yet. It's just hungry. <laughs> just hungry. We're talking about hungry. Mm, I'm hungry. Hi, hungry. I'm dad. Shut up. Shut <laughs> up. Uh, so we're going to mainly be talking about the Daniel Ricardo stuff, like how it always happens with not on this occasion one fucking day after we record always the biggest news ever drops and this is the biggest news i think of the season yeah so uh this is mainly going to be about that because hungary had less overtakes than monaco yeah it sucked so there's only a few things that i think are even worth mentioning for this so it's mainly going to be daniel ricardo we've been talking about daniel ricardo since the beginning of this fucking podcast so yep yeah joining me as always it's Delaney from the podcast. I don't know. I felt like that was like a a wrestler intro. And in this quarter, we have the mighty. I don't know. I feel like you feel like you need like a like (laughs) like a long name. (laughs) The mighty fantabulous Noel. No, that wasn't good. I'll think of it. It's Noel. So yeah, today is going to be Daniel Ricardo. We'll uh, run you up to speed. You know, in a little bit. I do. I just remember this. I do need to have a correction from the last episode. Autocorrect. Uh, this week in racing here. Dun, 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 I don't remember <laughs> what your little song for that was. Uh, uh, Daniel Kvyat did not actually race in Formula E. Yes. Uh, like I said, he was. Yeah. Because uh, I didn't read the article. I just read the tweet. <laughs> and I figured if they're tweeting about it, gotta that's got to be a race. He was there. Yeah. He just was, I think he did a test maybe. I don't know. Right. But uh, I was wrong about that because I didn't read, I didn't read it or I didn't read it. You know, maybe uh-huh. when you do a podcast, you should read all this shit. But if a formula eh. E test, why the fuck would you even X about that? Right. I don't know if you can call them tweets anymore. X. So. X's. So why would you post an X about that? If you're, uh, if it's called Twitter and it's a tweet and if it's now called X, is it a, a- exactly just one line a slash (laughs) what what how do you read that or fucking that's a parenthesis let me no not a parenthesis the fucking dash you just say i'm dashing i'm I'm gonna dash that real quick so if you post a dash why would you why would you post that for a fucking formula e test i don't know anyway uh, I don't have anything to say about this week in racing. I've watched that. There's been three IndyCar races since the last podcast. Three. There's been, I've watched Arca, SRX. I've watched all this fucking shit. None of it's good. I got nothing to really report to. It's like good, but it's not like, hey, uh, let me, let me fucking report this shit. Yeah. Like, let me so, tell you all about it. No, you know? no, this week in racing. Um, so I don't know if that'll ever come back. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe it will. I guess you'll have to wait for our episode about the Belgium Grand Prix when that happens. If anything happens between Hungary and Belgium. (laughs) (laughs) You'll see. (laughs) All right. Daniel. So just in case you all don't know what happened somehow, (laughs) 
In case you're like living under a rock yeah. and you just decided not to, you know, <laughs> not to consume, come out from under it. Consume so. any F1 media for the last two weeks. <laughs> uh, Daniel Ricardo replaced Nick DeVries at Alpha Towery, mm-hmm. uh, starting at this race, Hungary. Yep. And Nick DeVries doesn't fucking have anything now. It's just gone. It uh, was so. I saw. Where was I? I was on my vacation. Hence, hence the slight delay in, in some stuff recently. I was on a vacation and I was walking through the airport and I remember getting the F1 message because we recorded on Monday and my flight was on a Tuesday. I was walking through the Salt Lake City airport and all of a sudden the F1, you know the noise it makes when the app went off. And I look, I glance really quickly at it and I see Daniel Ricardo's face because it shows a little picture next to it. And I was like, huh? (laughs) And it said, Daniel Ricciardo set to, it was like breaking. Daniel Ricciardo set to replace Nick DeVries. In the middle of this fucking airport, I go, no fucking way. Like so loud to the point where everybody I was with was like, what? 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 And I can't- Something serious is happening. I can't explain that to them. I was just like, it's a Formula One thing. And I tried to explain it to them and they were just like, okay. And then my dad, two seconds later, he's on the pulse. He's ready. Text me screenshot of what he just the same exact thing. He just goes, "Did you see this?" I'm like, yes, Dad, I saw it. So that's where I was when I got the notification. No, where were you? Uh, so yeah, I was at work that day. I was yes. at the office. I was sitting at my phone. I didn't see it first on the F1 app though. Like I, I saw it on like Twitter. Like yeah. the F1 app was like a little late. I I saw. I feel like I saw a tweet that like said. Dutch media was like reporting that this had happened. Yeah. Like there was like a, there was a lot of accounts that I deem trustworthy. Sure. That were like saying there's sources that say like, this is a done deal. Like he's going to replace him. Some of them were still saying like after the summer break though, like, and we obviously talked about it on the previous episode. Like he was going to do it for the summer break. So that's what some people were still saying. And then, I don't remember exactly what I saw. I didn't like the first tweet, unfortunately, that I saw. But it, like mm-hmm. said, like it, it was not surprising to me when I saw the F one tweet. I think or F one post on yeah. the app. I think I knew like everyone was saying this, and I was like, I was more mad that I was like, of course, the day fucking after we record, yeah. you know. But I was like, I, it's not that shocking though. Like yeah. it, it's they they. This was the worst kept secret ever. Like that, that this really was possibly was. going to happen. We talked about it yeah. exactly in the last episode, in the British Grand Prix episode. I literally say, it's not exactly like a done deal yet. <laughs> and then Delaney's like, uh, is it? Like it's <laughs> yeah. literally like, <laughs> like um, everybody knew. We obviously fucking talked about yes. when Nick DeVries was announced to be in that seat for I, I went back and listened to the episode. It's our Japanese Grand Prix episode. Okay. I'm going to have to play clips from this. I totally forgot to like prepare it. The Nick DeVries, um, thanks to, um, you know, Alex Albon's appendix, who foresaw the future and was like, this needs to happen for Nick DeVries to get a seat next year. Alex Albon, who is a Red Bull driver, by the he way, knew. still. His, his body his knew. His appendix was like, Christian. <laughs> Christian, listen up. I'm going to do something crazy. Get right? ready to sign right? this guy. I hear got your out. ride lined up. You got to wait till the end to hear me out, all right? It's a plan. It'll all work out in the end, okay? 
So yeah, he uh, Nick DeVries is racing for Alvatari. I don't really see Nick DeVries. He could do well. I could see him and Yuki Sonata kind of like butting heads though, because I think Nick DeVries is gonna like try to like come up in there and be like, I own this bitch. And Yuki Sonata's gonna be like, me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I actually think, I actually think it kind of sucks for Nick, like Nick DeVries. Like, yeah. I know he's getting in an F1 seat, but I don't know, a Red Bull. We'll see. A Red Bull. We said Alex Albon was gonna suck at the beginning of this year. And I don't think he'll suck. I just think from a long-term perspective. Yeah. I think I said that this wasn't gonna be a good idea because it's like yeah, a very quick, like he's getting into Alpha Tauri, but does he actually have a future like at Red Bull? Like right. this was a quick oh, way yeah, to get yeah. onto the grid. Yeah, I also thought that. that a mid-season transfer would happen, but it was with Yuki Sonoda. I thought he was gonna get kicked right, out. Right, right. It's, ex I was excited. Like it was, you know, yeah. Nick DeVries hasn't done very well. He's been you know? sacking it like the whole fucking season so far. And I mean, like, yeah, like so has Logan Sargent, one may argue, but like Logan Sargent isn't at a Red Bull team. Like Red Bull, because of how good the Red Bull team is doing, I think Alpha Tauri is held to a higher standard that Nick DeVries is not meeting regardless of the car's performance. I think if you put him in a better car, he'd still be performing in the way that he is. Yeah. I, I think, think the transition from Formula E to this is is a lot different than people might think. They think I think they expected him to do a lot better because it was like, oh, Formula E is like so similar. I really don't think people know that Formula E is not that, that similar. Yeah. It's a lot different, actually. Yeah. For those who don't know, Nick DeVries, I don't even, I, I think he was F2 champion one of these years. Yeah. Sure. And then there was no seat in F1. So he went to Formula E and I think he won the Formula E championship. But if you guys don't remember, I told I said in the last episode that I watched a Formula E race and it's like fucking crazy. crazy like it's yeah. not F1. Yeah. So uh into the the fact portion. Here's here's what happened. Here's how all this shit went down. Yeah. First of all, kind of related to what Delaney said about him being like a being a rookie. Comparing him to Logan Sargent. Yeah. The difference is Logan Sargent is like fucking 20 or something. Like something <laughs> like child. that. A child, yeah. Nick DeVries is 28. Uh, and this is what Helmut Marco said. He said he is 28 years old, has a lot of experience, and has also been able to gain a lot of knowledge as a test driver in various Formula One cars. You can't compare him to a young rookie in my eyes. Fair. So That's really fair. He was coming into... He wasn't a rookie yeah, in their eyes basically. from a, from a, you know, a rules perspective he was, but Nick DeVries drove three different. He drove a whole race. Yeah. He drove a race and he drove three different F1 cars last yeah. year. He drove for Mercedes, Aston Martin and Williams and raced for Williams. And he did do very well in that Italian Grand Prix yeah. race. We'll give him that. I won't lie. It kind of makes me wish, though, that we got to see what Alex Albon would have been able to do in that race. Yeah. Because he pro fucking probably would have won that shit or something. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, but his, Stupid appendix. His appendix had to blow up, and here we are, you know, almost a year later and still feeling the ramifications of I, that there is a moment. There is an alternate universe right now that Alex Albon's appendix did not burst, and Nick DeVries never race that race and it's a very different f1 season that alternate universe i hope that alternate nolan delaney are talking about that <laughs> yeah so let's talk about the parallel universe theory. all right uh, my question the multiverse. The question here delaney is 
Was this harsh? Was this too harsh? Was this hard just in general? See, like, I've had some time to think about this. And my first reaction, which I think is everybody's reaction, was, oh my God, Daniel Ricardo is back, which was, you know, everybody's yeah. really excited reaction. As the days went on and I saw the amount of excited media for him, <laughs> like I can't even imagine being Nick or anybody on Nick's team because fuck, they were like so excited for him. Like, Alpha Tauri, Red Bull, Formula One, like talked about it for like a week straight. Yeah. Like all through the Hungarian Grand Prix, everything like just Dana Ricardo, like central on my Instagram feed. It was just Dana Ricardo, everything. And I was just thinking in my head, I was like, they didn't even like, I mean, I, I, I can't really remember back to like when Alex Albon and Pierre Gasly both got like booted from Red Bull, but they didn't just get like kicked out of the sport. They just got like moved back. Yeah. So like, I, I don't even... I can't remember another time that this has happened where somebody just gets swapped out like this. And like, what happens to that person that gets swapped out? Like, do they even get a chance to like rebuttal? Yeah. Like I haven't checked Nick DeVries's socials. If he said anything, he but like, ha- yeah, he, did he make a statement? I he has like, since then. So, cause sorry, I was never, never a Nick DeVries fan, but, um, I think in a, in a f- sense, no, it wasn't harsh because we don't know what the conversation was behind the scenes. And I think because they were talking about it for so long publicly, it probably was a, a longer conversation privately, you know? Like, I don't think, I doubt, cause like Formula One's not really like this where they just like go out in public and just like talk shit about their drivers. Like, I'm sure they've had many conversations with Nick privately. And then he just doesn't give them the results that they want to the part where they just are then like, okay, now we're just gonna talk about it because it's gonna happen. Yeah. So I think from that very first time when Helen Marco was like, yeah, Nick, yeah, we don't know. I think they were already made, made up their mind that he's not going to be there anymore till the end of the season at least. So, yeah. And they were just like lucky enough to have Daniel <laughs> yeah. on. I think like that was like some really fucking good planning <laughs> on Christian Honer and Helen Marco's part of just like when Daniel Ricardo got the boot from McLaren, just like swooped in like, Hey, like come just be a third driver for us. I don't think they were planning to put him in for Nick DeVries at that moment, but like, they probably were like fucking high-fiving each other yeah. and slapping each other on the ass. Like, woohoo, yeah, that was great. We saved our asses from Nick DeVries. Like, we don't have to put another rookie in. Like, <laughs> anyways, so yeah, that's how I, I, from Nick's standpoint, yes, it's kind of harsh. From a business standpoint, no. I feel like, you know, you get fired at sometimes. You, it's a job. Yeah. He just got fired. Yeah. That's all. It's just a more public job. So how do you feel? What was his comment? I'll read it in a second here because I I do I did read it when it came out, but I don't remember exactly what he says. But yeah. I did want to say I I think it is harsh, but I think he knew what he was getting into. Yeah, he probably they were probably very clear with him when he was hired that they were expecting they hired him to score points. Push Yuki Sonoda. Yep. Bring that team kind of back because I don't think they were, they were as good last year. And he was the immediate, like, we don't want to have another rookie. Yeah. We want someone who can go out there and immediately do well. They were trying or to have least, somebody at the same level as Pierre Gasly. Yeah. At least equate, you know, yeah. faster than like a rookie would because a rookie yep. would probably take two seasons. Yep. Yuki Sonoda is in his third season now and he's like, He's getting there. just starting to like, oh yeah, this guy's actually not like a whiny bitch. Like he <laughs> at, at, to, related to the point now of like, they were all celebrating like Daniel Ricardo being back. 
I think um, a lot of people were mad that like Alpha Tauri never made a post about like, oh, thanks, Nick. Thanks for all your hard work. But what were they thinking? What were they thinking for? Can you imagine getting fired by a place and then 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 they said, oh, thanks for all your hard work. Like it just would be like a exactly like i just a, be like go fuck yourself you just fired me you know yeah. and this isn't like you know when pierre gasly and alex albon because they didn't get fired they, they got, got swapped moved. and in red bull's eyes they're this it's the same okay. like you're still a red bull driver yeah. so alpha tower they could make a you know like a mutual red bull could be like oh yeah we're getting pierre gasly yeah alpha tower can be like yeah we're getting alex albon they can both be like yeah but Alpha Tauri can tweet, oh, yeah, we're getting Dan to Ricardo, but the void has no Twitter account. <laughs> There's no unemployment yeah. Twitter that'd be like, yeah, we got Nick DeVries. <laughs> yeah. So um, exactly. it just like it just doesn't make any sense to be like, make a statement. Like, and be like, like, it's not like he's retiring. Yeah. Like, it's not like he chose to leave or like he was like got injured or like something yeah like a it wasn't like a third party force stopped him from coming back like it was totally all them to be like yeah no we're done so yeah. what, what did he say i'm so curious i'll now. read i'll read what he said this I'll is nick devries's statement a short note from me after recent events i decided to take some time for myself away from social media when i which i will continue to do I would like to thank Red Bull and Scuderita AlphaTauri for the opportunity to live my dream. Of course, it hurts that the F1 chance I dreamed of for so long ended prematurely, but life is not a destination. It's a journey, and sometimes you have to take the hard road to get where you want to be. I am grateful for our privileged lives, proud of the journey and my family. This is another experience. We move on and look forward to the next chapter. Thank you to everyone for your kind and encouraging messages in the past week been heartwarming to feel your support p.s i received some interesting articles about things i've said in the last week for clarity i haven't spoken to any media for the time being i'll enjoy some me time wishing you all a nice summer so he basically didn't say anything fair yeah but, but like media were like trying to like yeah like fa fabricate it was probably the british media because fuck them yeah um daily news i think i mean i think he uh was spotted in Monaco with Toto Wolf. He was a at a couple days he was, after this happened. Yeah, the the day or two after there was a picture of Nick, Max, and Lando with a bunch of their friends like by a boat, like in the water. Yeah. So like I think he lives in Monaco. Like it's not like yeah. he's yeah. And yeah, I'm sure like, you know, again, it's a business and like all of these people are technically coworkers. So it's kind of like you know, if you're at a, if you work with a bunch of people that you travel with, like basically all your friends and one of them just gets fired, you're not just going to be like exiled. Do not speak to him. Like, yeah, you might be Bye, like, not an F1 be like, let's go get dinner. Let's fucking talk about this. Like, that's probably why he was spotted with Toto Wolf because Toto Wolf already reached out to him and was like, yo, it's kind of fucked up. Let's go talk. Cause then he, he was also a development driver for Mercedes. That was his job before. Yeah. He was, yeah. Like, so, so Toto was like, yo buddy, like you good? <laughs> like. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, I, I can see, like I said, it's harsh from Nick's st standpoint, but from a business, like a very cold hearted business standpoint, it's not harsh. I mean, it's like they brought him in and put him up on a higher pedestal than you would anybody else who would be starting in formula one. They probably had a whole big meeting with him and his people and his lawyers and said, here is what we expect from you. 
here are your markers you need to be hitting. It's like anybody with a, with a big job. You have goals, you have marks you have to hit at certain days. You have like a 90 day mark, you have a 60 day mark, whatever. And he probably didn't hit any of those. Yeah. And then they had another meeting that, like, yo, kind of like slack in. <laughs> we can only give you so much leeway because, you know, we're kind of put a lot of money into you. Yeah. And then they had a, probably a third meeting and they were like, yo, like if you don't fix your shit, you're done. And then he had one more race. And you're like, okay, you're done. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm just excited for Daniel Ricardo. <laughs> That's all. So how this all happened, the test, I talked about the test yes. in the previous race yes. or in the previous episode. Um, so ugh, I don't even know where to start from this, honestly. Like, supposedly, like, Daniel okay. Ricardo does this tire test in the British at, at Silverstone. And in less than an hour, he was doing lap times that could have got him him onto the front row for the British Grand Prix, like qualifying. <laughs> what? I think the t- the tires were different in somewhat, and obviously totally different track conditions compared because you know there was a full race worth of grip on the track yeah, that was and there. It was just not him. for qualifying, you know. So um supposedly it was decisions related to sim data. So there was some sort of simulator work that Daniel Ricardo did, Nick DeVries did, and Yuki Sonoda did. And they were comparing the two, the three of them, and they set benchmarks for Nick DeVries to meet, and he didn't. And then Daniel Ricardo goes out and does this test and looks good. Yeah. He was driving the Red Bull, not the Alpha Towery, but still. Right. And so in less than an hour, Christian Horner calls Helmut Marco and says, Here's the deal. <laughs> and, uh, Helmut Marco sometime that morning called Nick DeVries, I'm guessing. Yeah. And said, You're done. Here's the deal. Yeah. And then I guess Nick DeVries's people went to like Dutch media sources and like told them that this was happening. Right. So that's kind of why I think like I saw people say there was reporting that it, it already happened. Because right. like Nick DeVries's people like spilled the tea well i'm sure they wanted to get ahead of it which is like a a big media thing is like be the first ones to release it so that way the narrative is is yours and not somebody else's so i'm sure that's why they went to dutch medias because he's dutch yeah so they were like let's talk to our people first so is it not cool to see a guy who's won the monaco grand prix basically have to restart his career at what is currently the worst car on the grid or is that maybe you not can't cool, write it. but is that's like a movie. That's like that's a like movie. A, like Brad Pitt level fucking things here. He's like, yeah. Brad Pitt is probably like, oh, I wish I wrote that shit. Right. Like, I wish Sonny Hayes was fucking. Um, <laughs> Sonny Hayes. I think so, we should, I think we should casually like in a later episode be like, yeah, that new rookie Sonny Hayes that was driving around the Silverstone, you know, doing the test there. I think he's going to make it up into Formula Two this year, you know, like. So now on to briefly how daniel ricardo actually did during yep. the hungarian grand this is the only prix. thing that matters about the hungarian grand prix max yeah. verstappen won so oh yeah yeah that that same old guy same old uh, guy won. Um, and mclaren did okay again so. mclaren fucking out of nowhere we'll have to talk about this in our belgium grand prix episode yeah. although for some reason i don't think they're going to do as well in belgium not sure why but i, I don't just think, i don't yeah. know um we'll, we'll have to find out we'll, we'll talk to you guys about that next week um i guess Daniel Ricardo made it to Q2. It was the first time in four races that an Alpha Tower made it to Q2. Yep. And then he 
So he finished 13th okay, was close. in the race. He got Joe Guan Yu just didn't go on the start. He got caught up in kind of an incident. An incident. And on the first lap. And he was behind for a little while, but he did well. I think he pitted early for mediums and yeah. went to the end. And it was a solid drive. I think that's probably to be expected because Daniel Ricardo had never driven the Alpha Tauri car. It's the worst car on the grid, though. So yeah, it's, and it's um, the first time he's driving in like six, seven months. So, yeah. so I think it's going to take a little bit, I think, before he really, really blows our mind, if at all. But Helmut Marco was pretty pretty happy with the 13th voice. I think that's exactly where he thought it was going to be. Yeah. So I thought it was a... I, he, I think he beat Yuki Sonoda. Yeah. yeah, so Yuki Sonoda finished 15th, so like barely. Yeah, but still. But um, still, you know, it was a, a good first race, I think. I mean, I was expecting him to get at least like, you know, fifth, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was going to win, but um, I That's guess not. <laughs> you know, uh, one funny thing, I think, that I didn't even think about, but I was watching the F1 TV pre-race or whatever. And one thing that I thought was funny who are Yuki Sonoda and Nick DeVries? They're the tiny towers. The tiny towers. Yeah. So that's the question is No more tiny towers. Well, the question was, is Daniel Ricardo even gonna fit in this fucking car? <laughs> right. Because he is not He's not small. Fucking for those four don't foot know, eleven he's, or whatever. He's like at least six two. Yeah. He's tall. So for a Formula One driver. So they were they were talking about like what what are the adjustments need to be made to this Alpha Towery car to ensure Daniel Ricardo can drive? Yeah, but surprisingly enough, the Alpha Tauri car was actually built with Pierre Gasly in mind because mm. he was still there when they started developing it. Right. Pierre right. Gasly is more a similar size to Daniel Ricardo. Yeah. So Same. even though he's gone, Yuki Sonoda has to have a modified like foot panel <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Because the car was built with Pierre Gasly in mind. Yeah. So Daniel Ricardo more fits in with the Alpha Tauri than okay. we would have thought because I never, it wasn't yeah. built for... I never thought of that one never single time until they were talking about it. So <laughs> oh I God. thought that was interesting. That sounds like a them problem. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he... He's there. He's back. He, He's back, baby. He, guess, what, guess what now, Noel? He gets to race in Vegas. And I think... What more could you ask for? What more could you ask for in life? <laughs> I think he could win that race, honestly. He's, at this I point. think I think all the drivers should just move to the side and let him win. They're not gonna be fighting for the championship by then. <laughs> oh, no, fuck no. <laughs> so uh yeah, that is uh that's do you have anything else to say about Daniel Ricardo, Alpha Tauri, Nick DeVries, Yuki Sonoda? Not really. I think I kinda touched on everything that I thought of. Um I'm just excited to see where it goes from here. I'm just excited to see him what he does with the summer break because I wasn't expecting much from these from at least this first race before the summer break because we don't know how Belgium went. But uh, the only other thing I have from the Hungarian Grand Prix is that I liked the qualifying format. For those of you who don't know, uh, they changed it. So Q1 you had to run the hard tire, yeah. Q2 you had to run the medium tire, Q3 you had to run the soft tire, and I really liked that. Yes, because. Every car is different. Every tire is different. Some cars fire off better on some other tires, and I thought it was super interesting. Martin Brundle and Christian Horner didn't like it. 
but Boo-hoo. for dumb reasons. Christian Horner said it takes the strategy element out of the race or out of qualifying. I I don't I don't really see that because if it wasn't like this, then qualifying would be how many sets of soft tires do you have to right. just throw on there. And Martin Brundle didn't like it because I I don't even know. Like it it was because he thinks Formula One should be about being the best and like the best drivers should always be the best. And like, he didn't like that George Russell got knocked out in Q1 because of this. Yeah. He thinks George Russell should be up front, but George Russell didn't get knocked out in Q1 because of this. He got knocked out because everyone was lining up after to start their lap. So I liked it. It was a good change. I think, uh, I don't like all the changes that they make. So I felt (laughs) important to highlight when they made a good one, actually a good one. And Lewis Hamilton got the pole. Woohoo! That was the most exciting qualifying. I was very, I was like, yes. Yeah. I think everybody was like screaming and cheering and just very excited for that feeling. Um, so he got beat off the line. Like it didn't even, it didn't last. It did, <laughs> did not, not last. I thought they were going to wreck each other. I thought you know that would have been the, that would have been a nice goal but um it didn't happen but it's a little a little chip although i have a feeling it was a little chip but then max verstappen went and like fucking was op as fuck in the hungarian grand prix just like washed out just fucking yeah did not even look back so it's hard to say oh yeah it's a chip in max verstappen's armor because it then wasn't not really no so oh, it's impressive that lewis hamilton was able to do that though so um and yeah, that's Hungarian Grand Prix. Um, yeah. It sucked. It, <laughs> There's the yeah. review. It sucked. Uh, I thought the beginning was interesting, but and uh, it sucked. I don't know. Uh, up next is Belgium. <laughs> we got the sprint race at Belgium. Sprint race in Belgium. I think it's supposed to rain. Uh, it always rains. And so there's all that shit. Yep. And oh. so. Lando broke Max's oh, yeah. <laughs> trophy. He broke the thing. Which was hilarious because this was the first time since 2021, I think, that the trophies were back to these beautiful vases that cost 40,000 euros to make by this one artist. And Lando did his his classic champagne spray because he got P2 and hit the number (laughs) one spot. And then Max's trophy fell over and broke in three places. And then it was just a fucking field day for the fucking admins of all their social medias. It was so funny for like three days straight. So, yeah. Oh, there was the kids broadcast too. Yeah. Which I didn't, I watched the highlights a couple days later, but I thought it was going to be funny. Like it, it was, it was kind of, it was a kid's broadcast. I like, I saw you like sent me that thing about them, like <laughs> being like cartoons. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? I and thought then, like during the intro, they were fucking <laughs> Fortnite dropping onto the track. They were like hot air balloons or something, but I, I thought, I thought that was fucking funny, but it, I don't know. There was a, there, felt like a fever dream. There weren't, they weren't, there weren't, they were kids in the pit lane and there were kids in the commentary booth, but there yeah. was also like a real commentator. Yeah, I think you should have just only had kids and just let them let them go be off. Like, holy fuck, Max Verstappen just yeah, let them pop off. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, one the kid that interviewed Yuki Sonoda was taller than Yuki. So <laughs> yeah, uh, that's the, that. that's <laughs> that the news great. for that. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's the Hungarian that's Grand Prix totally on time. Yeah, nothing else has happened after this. Yep. So yeah, next is Belgium. 
and the sprint race and the race race. I don't, I don't like Belgium that much. <gasps> so it'd be cool to go to there one day, maybe if it didn't fucking rain all the time during go the race. Go to there. But, yeah, shut up. <laughs> it'd be interesting to go there sometime. There you go. But thanks. <laughs> Good job, Noel. <laughs> you have to bring a pack of a poncho and an umbrella. Umbrella, Ella, Ella, eh, eh, eh. And the deal with the Orange Army. That's it for not on this occasion. Didn't say any of this at the beginning. Be sure to follow us. Yep. On any podcast platform. If you like us, wherever like us. books are sold. Wherever books are sold. And uh, YouTube, there's going to be more videos during the summer break, which is coming up. We're cooking. Yeah, let us cook. Let us it's cook. A, it was okay. a slow week. July was a busy. July was busy. July was a busy month for for the both of us. Okay, but let us cook because summer break we got we got something smoking up in the kitchen. I don't think that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're cooking. We are lighting a fat in the kitchen. Get ready for us to smoke the fuck out of this summer break. Be on the lookout for that, and we will see you yep. in the next episode.